Hello, everyone. Hello, I hope everyone's been enjoying their conference so far. Uh, and thank you co for coming to this talk by Henry Thunberg. Henry Thunberg has a Bachelor in Management from Bocconi University. He's founder and works for Ye Effective, uh, which moves Swedish funds to effective charities. He will be moving to Rethink Priorities in May as Development Officer. Um, and before we welcome him on stage, I want to ta say that we have live discussion on Swapcard, so ask your questions there. Um, and the ones that are mostly upvoted will be the ones I'll prioritize asking. Um, but he also has office hours just after this, so if we don't have time to go through all the questions, we can all walk over to the office hours and you can ask more details there. Uh, but warm round of applause for Henry. Cool, perfect. Um, thank you so much for coming. I'm uh, very happy to see uh, so many faces. Uh, so I am going to talk about two different ventures here today. One is uh, Big Heart, which was a for-profit. One is the Effective uh, that I'm currently working at. And uh, the reason I chose to talk about mistakes um, I would say that there are three main reasons. Uh, so one, um, basically this in two form posts. Uh, one is a recent one which says nobody's on the ball on AGI alignment. And I think this goes for uh, many places where you go to conference and you see so many competent people out there and you will get the feeling like, sure, there's nothing I could contribute here. But the further you delve into a cost area, you will notice that actually we would definitely benefit from more people doing better things. And I think this is a way of showing somebody who's uh, working centrally within a certain cost definitely have things they could do better. Uh, second point, uh, failing successfully and less unnecessarily. That was a post by Luke Freeman last year. Uh, I've already made these mistakes, so we might as well learn from them. Um, and third point being a little bit more positive note, even despite all these things that we could have done better, uh, yeah, Effective is doing fairly well. We're hitting our targets, and even if we were to lay down and die today, I think we would still be raising some 30,000 euros per month, at least for some time. Um, so yeah, uh, moving into it. What does every EA talk need? Blurred out. Caveats, of course. Um, so, uh, of course, this is, doesn't go for all areas. I think there I will be, generally speaking, about a little bit more of an uh, uncautious or entrepreneurial approach. And I think that there are some EA cost areas where you want to be much more careful. Um, uh, I will be uh, generalizing quite a lot. I will also not be presenting a very clear black and white picture. I will rather be in the gray zones of things. I think life is messy, and so will my presentation be. I could have presented a much more coherent story, but I chose not to. Um, yes, um, moving on. So uh, first venture, Big Heart. Uh, this is, um, was a charity app where you could carry an ad on your lock screen and generate 10 euro a month to charity. Um, this is something I worked with in 2017 to 2020 as a co-founder. Um, yes, so uh, we ran it for three years, raised about $250,000 in angel investment and crowdfunding, also called Friends, Family and Fools. Um, so we had some of Sweden's biggest sustainability brands. We had something like Warner Music and... Um, 
it was a very exciting time, and I will tell you about some of the mistakes I made there in a second. Uh, Effective is something that I think many of you know about. We're trying to move money to effective charities. And I stand here calling myself something of an entrepreneur, but I will say that it's a shameless copy, or uh, that's at least how it started out, from great work done in Norway, uh, after which we've been able to iterate some. Uh, the key that actually made me do it was that nobody was doing this in Sweden and somebody needed to. And I think that is one part of the entrepreneurial mindset, uh, just getting in where you're needed. And uh, I'm happy to say that we're now, we've been able to run it for two and a half years and uh, are scaling to three FTEs this year. Um, cool, let's talk about big hearts. So first mistake, uh, under underestimating development time. I think this might be one of the most classic things you can do when it comes to entrepreneurship. Um, I think the main problem was probably not that we uh, took a lot of time, but I think the estimation error itself was a bigger error. Um, so that made uh, it so that we had troubles reaching our deadlines, and uh, we also had to reallocate money from marketing budget to development instead. This means that we had a harder time reaching our goals and being attractive to venture capitalists. Um, why did this happen? Uh, one part was that we didn't account for planning fallacies, sometimes something I try to do nowadays. Um, and uh, things will usually take a lot more time than you expect them to. Um, second, uh, we could have been planning better because now we went in uninvestigated directions and had developer uh, developers move on that uh, before they actually needed to, which made them do double work. Um, if we would have been a little bit of a less, less of a rush, uh, rush in reaching the market, we felt stressed because there were competitors in South Korea and the US, and if we are supposed to reach world dominance, then we need to be first. Uh, but I think much less of a uh, mistake that people make is that um, nobody's going to steal your idea. That's not a worry. You should be worried about building a good product, rather. Um, second error, unclear vision. I think uh, when between us as co-founders, depending on what kind of investors we were talking about or what other stakeholders, our goals would sound a little bit different. So was our impact supposed to be achieved through charity donations or is it supposed to be through profit and then donating that or were we solely for profit and no donations? Um, I think this happened mainly because we were trying to please the people who were in the room, uh, which can be... Um, easy to do, especially if you're a people pleaser like I am. Uh, how could we have avoided it? I think we would have been more internally aligned between us as co-founders. And if we would have been more outwardly consistent, uh, I think this vision would have been more coherent all the way through. Focus on charity donations raised over impact. This will make intuitive sense to many of the people here at the EA conference, but maybe not to others. So many of the charities we raised for money for were not very effective. Uh, we were often tempted to including new charities because they wouldn't uh, give us uh, new users. Uh, it was also very tempting for invest uh, to investors or to uh, advertisers. Um, to have an outwardly understandable metric that we could use and talk. Look at about how much money we raise for charity. But of course, uh, we w what we really care about is the impact. So if there would have been a better match in priorities between the users, uh, the investors, and the owners, and everybody actually understand and kind of like uh, what you see is what you get, then it would have made more intuitive sense to everyone to focus on the most effective charities. Number four, um, I think I was 
penny wise and pound foolish in the sense uh, to make money last. When I was working with Big Heart, uh, I would uh, study Russian to get a student stipend. I acted as a lab rat, which I think can be actually lucrative in some cases. I would be happy to tell people about that uh, in the office hours. Uh, I did translation work, which was sometimes well paid, sometimes not. Uh, but in general, I spent uh, quite some time trying to figure out how can I actually uh, make a living at the same time as trying to get this startup uh, up and running. Um, I think this meant that I had less focus on big hearts than I could have had, and I think that's an error I would be happy for other people not to make. Um, First thing I could have done is finding a more sustainable, long-term and profitable source of income to spend some time sharpening the axe, so to speak, in a sense that if I would have found something that carried me through it until we were uh, profitable or had enough venture funding, then I could have been much more focused and um, put that to the side. Second thing is also, maybe it's a credible market signal. If somebody's not willing to pay you for a time to do this and if you're not able to convince people about it, uh, then that might be an issue in of itself. Um, the image is, of course, Leo Tolstoy from studying Russian. Um, fifth error, having a messy partnership. Uh, and one of our visitors partially paid us not through money, but through an intricate sales partnership where their focus or their goals with this partnership was all profit and we were going for something more of a mix. We were expecting that we could certainly lock this down by having an intricate contract where we accounted for all the cases of how this could go wrong. Uh, this was super difficult and uh, if people are not aligned on their intentions, I think you can always find a loophole on uh, how to interpret something or uh, so you can never cr create a contract that's airtight enough. If some people have done prediction markets or something like that, I think you've maybe seen this, that it's, uh, things tend to get messy. Um, so either we should have found a more independent way to collaborate with this investor or we should have worked with another investor entirely, I think. Um, bonus one. Um, in the middle of between these two projects, I did a climate merch website that you've never heard about because I never launched it. Um, I think the error I did here, I, I didn't build out in the open. It would have been so much more fun, I feel, now three years later, if I would have actually put it out there. Uh, the products were uh, ready, uh, the website was decent enough that I could have been building in the open, but I was scared of getting either bad reactions or no reactions. And I think just shipping it makes a lot of sense in a lot of cases. That's when you're able to get feedback, to iterate, to see is this something that the world actually wants? Is this something you should keep working on? And you can uh, leave it at that. And no reaction is much, much more probable than a bad one. And I think those go this goes back a little bit to the whole getting worried about people stealing your idea, which is not something that seems to be a major problem. Um, this actually happened like a month after I decided to not move on with the project. So I'm very happy that Greta doesn't consider me an imposter uh, trying to use the Fr Fridays for Future brand. But I didn't know that at the time, did I? Uh, moving on to Yefektivt, uh, which is maybe more relevant here for an EA conference. Uh, one thing I should have done more or in a better way is to get media attention. We've tried quite a lot to get media attention through volunteers and also through using my own time. I think that has a lot of time been quite late stage and spontaneously finding, oh, we should do something on this, rather than having planned something in beforehand and setting out that these are the few important activities that we want to do, 
either it is important or it isn't, and that decides whether we're doing it, not uh, trying to be so ad hoc. I think we could also have consulted experts because there are a lot of people who know how to do this and how to be more strategic in the way we were reaching out. Um, next error, um, not selling enough when hiring. In one of our hiring rounds, there was a candidate that was strong and we lost this person very late in the hiring round with uh, something we were uh, a person we were excited about. Uh, this person decided to stay with her current employer and I think that if we would have spent a little bit less time um, or focus on evaluating this candidate and being nervous about doing things right, then this candidate might have been more intrigued to join us. So you really need to remember that hiring is a two-way street and you need to sell your venture just as much as that person is selling themselves. Uh, next error, not enough time on major donors. Uh, I'm not considering Leia a major donor. Uh, she's supposed to have like a lake house in Como, I think, if you've seen the movies, but rather, uh, I think we're in the Star Wars universe, it's very easy to get stuck on focusing on all the stormtroopers storm around you, everyday things that are happening that call for your immediate attention and you don't get the time to save Leia. So uh, we need to rem uh, remember the Eisenhower matrix and to actually set apart time to plan for the things that are in the top right quadrant, being not urgent, but very important, so that we can actually make sure we reach our goals. Um, number 10, being too excited about intermediate goals or vanity figures. This is such a beautiful graph. When we started, we hadn't done much work in SEO up here. We started our work putting out some blog posts and look at how it was going all swell. Uh, this all resulted in a total of seven new donations through our blog and SEO efforts and uh, something like uh, 200 euros. And um, I think it's very easy to get caught up in something like this where it's going really well and look, stonks go up to the right. Um, so you get kind of caught with that. I will say though, in, on the gray zone area, that we have been building on these successes in 2023 and it's actually generating much more money now, but it's still easy to spend too much time on what's going well. So we should really be able to have somebody close to us who can critically, critically examine our motivation for pursuing a certain path so that we're not just going for what's most exciting. Um, too busy to get help. So along the ride, some board members, volunteers have expressed that they want to help, that they have certain relevant expertise that they want to uh, contribute. And since we have had some bad experiences, I think at times we've been a little bit reluctant, or I have been because it seemed unsure whether uh, it would get done at all, if the person would drop out, or if you would get the deliverable that you were hoping to get. Um, so I think ways to avoid this, rather than um, stepping back or taking a, like using fewer volunteers, I think we could have been better to uh, really figuring out what tasks could have been easier to help with for somebody from the outside, rather than just like focusing on what's in your immediate uh, in front of you that you need help with. And the second thing being making deliverables super clear and agreed upon. This goes for the what, in terms of what do we want to get delivered, uh, so that you have a mutual picture of that, but also when, um, so that the person feel like there's a clear deadline. And of course, when you talk about the too busy to get help, you really need to put in the boomer meme of not using the wheel. So now I've done that. Um, number 12. 
uh, we've done some bad marketing investments along the ride. You could say that these were necessary learning, um, learning dollars in the sense that we learned some stuff that didn't work, but I think you could, we could have figured out some of this beforehand by being a little bit smarter. I think that we took our marketing and we focused a lot on this part when you're looking at the conversion par part of the funnel, but we should maybe looking much more at the awareness. Uh, there was a survey uh, coming out this year, which is kind of like putting numbers to this, although we didn't have those at the time. Uh, so of people in Sweden, out of a thousand people questioned, 200 people uh, are, have heard about effective altruism. And um, out of those 200, about 10% had heard about GA Effective. So at the time, it seemed much more relevant to invest in people getting to know us, especially as we're in the kind of like uh, the trust um, uh, business being in charity. So uh, it seemed like we should have been focusing our much uh, messaging much more on playing the long game. Uh, and also when we were doing marketing to put paid marketing out on social media and slightly adjust what we thought would be our audiences. I don't think that would have been enough. Uh, but rather to try to find even more niche audiences because when you're trying to reach 0.1% of the Swedish population, you can go quite niche. Um, 13 is kind of a cop-out, the ones I don't know yet. Um, so there are many involved stakeholders uh, who are um, um, board members, volunteers, employees, donors that have seen us do mistakes. And surely we have made uh, very many that uh, I have not heard about because people are not uh, giving uh, feedback, either positive or negative, or it's not very concrete. Um, I would be encouraging people to do more of this. Um, it, we're all here trying to help, and I think when you're putting something on the EA forum, for example, people quite, uh, tend to be very nice, uh, but also quite constructive, so to speak. You get a lot of feedback if there's something you could do better. Uh, I think that we could definitely try to have even more of this culture in person and help each other out. Um, and the reason for the spotlights image is, you know, shit happens. Uh, we think a lot more about the uh, errors we're making than other people are. We tend to uh, overemphasize them and mull over them way longer than other people because they're busy with their own shit. So that's basically the reasoning also for me doing this talk around the mistakes. I think we should be able to talk about them, learn from them, and see that even if some of these are major, and even if some of these error are th errors actually things are still ongoing to some extent, uh, it seems like it's, uh, it's possible to be running a project that's going fairly well anyway. Um, thank you, those were the 13 mistakes. Uh, so I would be happy to move on to questions. Hey, thank you so much, Henry, for that talk. Um, the live discussion wasn't working at the start, so you can definitely write your questions now um, and uh, upvote the ones that you like. Um, my first question to you is, um, of these 13 mistakes, which one do you think is the most important to focus on or keep in mind? Um, so I think the biggest mistake in terms of like impact in the world has probably been the major donors focus. I think that could have been uh, like counterfactually millions of Swedish crown or like hundreds of thousands of euros that we could have raised that we haven't uh, because of that. Uh, when it comes to more generalized, um, probably the spotlight effect thing. It's so easy to be like really worried and thinking about what other people are thinking about you. But I think that goes both for like bad situations and good situations. Like people are so busy with their own shit. 
Um, there's a question here about uh, why are you moving to rethink priorities? Um, yeah, cool. Um, so I think that one of the benefits of uh, being an entrepreneur to some extent is that you're able to start up things that maybe wouldn't be there or would be there later. And once it's up and running, you can actually find people who would do it even better than you. And I think this is the case with the FXD now, that we are finding people who will be able to run this uh, in a better way than I have. Uh, with more experience from uh, fundraising and from the nonprofit sphere. And I'm also excited to bring learnings from uh, the wider nonprofit sphere outside of EA so, uh, as well. And I think this goes for the larger effective gaming community. Uh, for me personally, I'm also very excited to uh, um, uh, spend time in a new environment where I get to pick up uh, uh, the latest ideas and interact with them. Um, you're still going to stay as a chairman uh, yeah. for it. What, is w what will your r role be then? Uh, thank you for asking. Uh, that's a good uh, elaboration to make. So yeah, uh, I will be working about five to ten hours as a, an active chairman of the board of the Um I think it makes a lot of sense, especially as we're bringing people in who are more from the professional nonprofit sphere to have some EA connection. And of course, it's been like a one, two, three man enterprise so far. So it makes a lot of sense to try to keep that knowledge within um, the um, organization. And I will be available to help out whatever I can to the executive director who's still there. Uh, we've got a big question here. Thoughts on how to get started? Um, yeah, so I think that like the whole like Greta green slide thing you saw, um, that was really like an idea me thinking about, oh, this is one fun product that I would want to put out uh, there. I wonder if I can build a web shop. Oh, building a web shop is actually really easy. I wonder if I can make three products. Um, just trying to find like, I mean, it, it depends on what you do also. Like that's a tiny shitty project which shows that uh, you can do stuff in general. But I think that's probably not what most people should spend time on, but rather thinking really hard about how to have the biggest impact. So uh, it depends a little bit on what thing you have the most issues with at the time. Uh, which mistakes are hardest to avoid? Um, there's probably something here about um, emotional reluctance. Uh, about some things, it's very easy to be rational and sit down and look at the numbers and then um, you figure things out and you don't have a connection to it. But at times there's something that you're super excited about or you've invested your personal self in it. And I think then we can work a lot with motivated reasoning. And when I'm, I'm really good at finding graphs that will support my conclusion if I want to. And that I think can be a little bit difficult sometimes. Uh, what has most informed your view on being strategic about marketing, for example, resources? Um... I think the Y Combinator guide to startups is quite useful in terms, especially when you're starting out and um, thinking about prioritizing rights and doing the right things in the beginning. Uh, because so much of what they talk about is getting your product out there in whatever way possible. And I think most of the time it's not going to be, let's do a fantastic advertising campaign that reaches millions of people, but rather like, <laughs> uh, how can we get 100 users? Uh, what did you mean by targeting 0.01% of people in Sweden concerning EFective? Uh, 
Uh, right. Uh, so if at, with, if at the time we have something like uh, a thousand donors, then the next step is getting to 10,000. It's not about getting to 100,000 at this point. We will have to evolve the brand and consider what tactics we're working with. But I think the lowest hanging fruit at this point is just finding the lookalikes or people that um, are the lowest hanging fruit compared to the users we have today. Uh, what do you think about the normal social entrepreneurship space from an EA perspective? Um, good question. So I think I will be deferring here and to something I think sounds sensible, which is that in general, a lot of these projects would get funded anyway with investors feeling really good about uh, them investing in things that have some kind of impact and I don't think it's marginal a lot of the time. Like either it's a good business and it should get funded as that, or it's an impact business and it's maybe not even profitable. It should be a non-profit or not, not exist at all. Of course, there are like uh, many cases where this like where profit model is makes more sense. And in general, I'm very positive about uh, for-profit, both startups and kind of corporations. You know, wealth lifting a lot of people out of poverty be it in developed countries or uh, like lifting the standards. So I'm very positive about like entrepreneurship, but maybe not like mix the two together unnecessarily. Thank you, Henry, so much. Um, that was all the time we had for questions, but Henry has office hours, yeah. Um, so we'll be going to the discussion space so we can uh, continue uh, with any questions there and we need to clear out for the next talk. So thank you everyone for coming and thank you so much, Henry. And I also want to add that uh, Sarah, who's our operations manager, is also going to be at the office hours uh, so that you can ask questions to her as well. Thank you very much.